Come on outside, we've got something to tell you. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 417, Create a Yard That Lives Large. We're living at home, we're living inside, uh, but we can at least explore our own yards. So if, even if you got the tiniest little sliver of a balcony, or you have a big expanse of lawn, or you've even got some acreage, we've got lots of ideas for you. It doesn't matter how big your space is, it's what you do with it. So today we're going to talk all about how to create a yard backyard or front yard that really lives large. Well, I love this idea because a lot of us aren't going anywhere. We're staying home. But even as the restrictions lift on the self-isolation and the quarantining, uh, it we're still kind of staying at home. And I think most people are going to maybe slowly, gradually get back to their regular lives. So we are staying more at home. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being inside. So I love this idea of making the outdoors a beautiful place for us to spend some time. Yes. And even when the sheltering at home ends, it's going to be the late spring, early summer. And so what better time to have your yard all spruced up and absolutely beautiful because you might actually want to have some other people that you're not blood related to come over and visit you. And (laughs) maybe you'll have a barbecue or something. I've seen, we went walking last night and I saw several outdoor people yards where people there were several people gathered under the cover of darkness and i saw some cards and cars and i wondered are you having a party of course i'm not that kind of person so i wasn't like taking pictures and snitching i just kept on walking but i just was a little amused so we've got so many great ideas i want you to get into your head that it really truly doesn't matter how big your space is and let's just talk about generally the layout of your yard. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you break up the yard into different areas or different, and I'm using air quotes, rooms, that's going to give a sense that it's a much bigger space. So you create destinations with purpose. Like maybe this is the barbecue area. Maybe this is the uh, lounging area where you've got some comfy furniture. Uh, maybe there's a recreation area. And you might th- say to yourself, oh my gosh, you know, what else is she going to add in that yard? How big could this place be? doesn't have to be individually big spaces. It could be a a bistro set in a corner and it could be a a little Weber barbecue over in the other area. It's just this sense of creating um, designated areas. It will give the sense of it being a much larger area. And way you can do this, there's so many ways to do it, but if you create vistas throughout, there's or a pathway. So maybe you create a path that takes you to the lounging area. And then maybe there's uh, a trellis arbor or something that takes you to the side of the yard where the barbecue is or something like that. If you get the sense that you're looking through something and there's something beyond it, it gives the sense um, that there's more to it, right? So you're looking through an opening and, oh, look, there's this meadow beyond. But really, it's just a bistro set and a little bit more grass or something on the other side. But it definitely gives your eyes and then your eyes gives it to your brain the sense that it's a much bigger space. That's true. And I also go with the thought that if you have a very cozy looking area, 
Even if you don't use it that much, you will enjoy looking at that from your house and it will kind of give you a peaceful feeling. So even if you have a seating area that you don't use, it, it's still going to be very enjoyable for you to look over there. That is such a great point. I, and I don't have that anywhere in my notes. I'm so glad you mentioned that because you should be concerned about the view from the inside of your house to the outside. You know, what is that looking like? And um, how can you decorate where it's, you know, maybe you're keeping in your palette or you're putting in certain plants that are going to be blooming throughout the season. So you're not just having a quick bloom in the spring and then everything's gone by the summertime. So these are things you should consider from inside. Um, You know, Maybe you'll choose to put that bistro set or something else in an area where you can see it from the inside instead of putting it, you know, where you might think you should if you're standing outside, go inside and see where you can see it and see where you can enjoy it, you know, both when you're in and, and when you're out. I think that's a great idea. You know what? Well, it was I your still... idea, Tits. Oh, was a good one. <laughs> well, you 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 expanded on oh, it, so okay. you kind of yes, made yes, it, yes. you made it your own. That's what I mean. <laughs> but uh, you know, I love the idea of is a swinging bed. Oh. And I, doesn't that sound wonderful? And I'm thinking, you know, most people put it on the porch, but you could even do, make a stand and put it out in your yard. And if you put a weatherproof uh, kind of, you know, there are uh, mattress pads, mattress covers that are waterproof, you know, kind of a plastic cover with a zipper. So you could actually put one of those swinging beds, you know, they're twin size beds usually. Right. Uh, outside, if you had that uh, plastic cover over it, I just, I think that would just, I still want one. I don't have one, but I think that would be wonderful. Anita, you could put one in your backyard. Well, someone else could, could well, someone make it could. for me. Yes, make but I can't you. do that. Yes. No, but I mean, I'm saying you could have that done. <laughs> oh, I, yes, I could. You can start that motion. This is the problem, Kelly. You're, I, you, I need your help because I, I want to do something, but I can't. There's just so many places to start. I have to decide what I need to do. So okay, well maybe we, after we need to work on my episode, yard. We can make a plan. That would be awesome. So yeah, we talked about adding paths. And you can do that with gravel, stepping stones. Um, you could even do it. If you had pavers everywhere, you could even do that with faux grass or real grass, or you could do it with a different kind of ground cover, Um, something that maybe when you step on, it gives up a little scent. There are so many nice little low-growing plants that you could add. But something that would designate a path um, through your yard, um, and usually when you're thinking of it, in your mind's eye, you wouldn't think of a garden path like this straight uh, shot, you know, from the front door to the back. Maybe something with a little curve or it undulates a little bit here and there. So something like that. And all these ideas that we're going to toss out to you today, obviously not every single one of them is going to resonate with you or work in your yard. But if, you know, you take a little bit here and a little bit from there, you might be able to add some of these things and a you know, some of them you could do right away. I mean, it might take a day or so, or you plan it and you do it over the next month or so. And by the time the summer hits, you're going to have something that you can really enjoy in your yard. Another idea is um, taking things up. So oftentimes, you know, you're thinking about a yard, right? So it's like a lot of what people think about is just grass. So that's low to the ground, right? <laughs> you might have some tall shrubbery. Maybe you've got some trees. We don't, we are not fortunate enough to have any large mature trees in our backyard. So really, until we started getting going in there, it was just 
flat. Well, when we first moved in, it was just like flat with the little patches of sad grass here and there and just dirt and just junk everywhere. I mean, as I've mentioned before, it looked like Fred Sanford had decorated our backyard when we moved in. It was nuts. But um, little by little, you know, obviously we changed it and uh, make it on our own, as Anita said. And one of the things I really wanted to do is take your eye up a little bit. So whether that's adding uh, some fencing or adding some trees that are going to grow or some hedges, uh, hedging materials that will grow tall, also adding arbors or trellises where you can have different vines sort of scamper up and grow over it or roses growing up over it. It's such a wonderful uh sense to add to the garden to have this other elevation where it's bringing the eye up. Oh, I love that idea. And yeah, the trellises with any kind of uh, vine on them, I think would be so beautiful. And there's so many different types of trellises now, and you can actually buy some online. So that's really a beautiful thing to do. And really, I mean, think about it. It's kind of boring looking at just a fence. So if you just have a fence around your yard like I do, and it's not that interesting, I think that's a great idea. Uh, to to kind of add something like that. So you do get the height. And as I was walking last night, another thing that I noticed was one neighbor had all these string lights around. And it just, now they did, were not having a party, but it looked so festive yeah. and wonderful. And it just would have been so beautiful for having a party. And I was just thinking what a difference it made. And so that is something that you could easily do uh, in, today if you wanted to. Oh yeah, the... Adding the lights, I mean, if there's regular string lights, you could even just put them in trees that you have. I have that going on in the two arborvitae trees that I have on either side of my kitchen, back kitchen door. Oh, great idea. And I just... Did you, what kind of, did you use Christmas lights? What just regular Christmas lights. And I just put them oh, so deep no. inside the plant that you can't see it. And that I was, I had planned it out at, when we were doing the house that there was an outlet at either end. Um, so I can just plug them in and it makes such a difference. And then, of course, we have the cafe lights above. Those take a little bit more time to do because you have to, if you're going over any kind of significant expanse, you have mm -hmm. to um, make sure that they're on wire and whatnot. Um, but we bought ours on Amazon, so easy, it just, you know, came in the mail, and then we had those installed. But the little string lights, you know, get your Christmas box out and, oh, wow. you know, put them, you could even put them low in your boxwoods. You could put them in, uh, put a plant in a planter and put it near where you have an outlet and then plug it in. And there's a lady on my street, um, and she leaves her little planters on either side of her door lit up all year round um you know that and it doesn't look weird because it doesn't look Christmassy. it just looks oh. very inviting with the soft well, these light days the white lights I, I see them in restaurants all the time i mean the christmas lights what yeah you, like what you're talking about and i see them around so i i don't think they are just for christmas so they do look so beautiful and that's what people figured out why am i i know storing right? these for 11 months out of the year they're beautiful i know because it's true everything is better with little christmas lights they uh, are and speaking of the arbors and or trellises i was in the market for one and i think i mentioned this i know i said this before i think it was during one of our facebook lives with the team dtt so i bought this arbor i had a whole bunch of ones bookmarked from like a hundred and some odd dollars to 200 and some odd dollars but i really just wanted something pretty simple and metal well I found one on in Walmart. It's like $49 or something like wow. that. And it's from Costway makes it. And it, 
I mean, it's simply metal. Like, how hard could it be? And it gets little tubes and they all fit together and it's so pretty. And so what I did is I have raised beds on the side of my house. And so I was able to put it into two of the raised beds. I, You guys, you would have really, it would have been funny to watch this because I spent a lot of time filling up these tall raised beds with dirt. And then of course, when I got the idea of doing this arbored entry to the little raised bed area, I was like, oh, wow, I got to take all the dirt out of one of them and move oh, no. it, right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have a bottom. They just sort of sit on the oh, gravel. Oh, no. So anyway, I couldn't drag it. Anyway, the thing is like 40 inches tall or something. So I'm shoveling all the dirt out and then finding other places to put the dirt in my yard. Oh, no. It, and then I was dragging it across the gravel. But I, so I did all that. That was like last weekend. And I got the two on either side of the pathway. And then I put together this arbor I'm telling you about and I stuck the base of each side into the raised beds that were in each side so it goes over and then I got these climbing roses and I planted one on either side and oh, we're wow. off to the races so I hope the oh, roses that sounds... yeah beautiful yeah oh, well hopefully they're so tiny the roses are so tiny now I got them from David Austin they should be great but you know they come in the mail so they were very small well another simple simple thing you can do and we have these and I love them because they're so beautiful to look at but also so comfortable to use. And that those are hammocks. And there are just a variety of hammock types. There's the kind that are kind of woven, like with rope, or you can get the solid fabric ones. And I have some that are, I can't remember what they're called, but they've got the, it's, it's um, crocheted. It's kind of almost like lacy looking on the sides. Have you seen those? Yes, I have seen them. And I've they're seen so those in pretty. picture. Don't you have a picture of one of those? Yes, yes, tails? yes. Yes, but we have so many different um, hammocks. But yes, that's a that's a different kind of hammock. But there's so there's really different colors, and uh, you can get the the hangers that will the straps that wrap around a tree if you're lucky enough to have two trees the right distance mm-hmm. apart, or you can buy a stand, or even you know potentially use maybe your between the posts on your porch or something like that. So there's a lot of ways that you can maybe you could hook it to two corners of your, you know, two parts of your fence, right Mm -hmm. where the corner is. There's a lot of ways to hang those. And like I said, such a variety of uh, styles of them, but they're just very comfortable and, and so relaxing. Oh, and they just scream summertime. I mean, just, just Mm -hmm. delightful. And look it up. There's a certain way that you're supposed to lie down in the hammock. That's, and it's actually kind of a diagonal. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I just look it up, but yeah. Okay. Okay. But be careful. Yeah, I know sometimes people don't quite get in right and then they fall out. And then they fall out. Yeah. Uh, we I just mentioned raised beds. That's another wonderful thing to add to your garden uh, your or your yard, I should say. So maybe you don't have a lot of garden beds or maybe there's a blank area of just grass somewhere in your yard. And what a great way to add some more life and lushness and maybe even some food to your table. You know, I really wish I had gotten a lot of seeds in the ground before all of this mm-hmm. started. So oh, I, I know. be harvesting some things right now. Well, they're probably hard to find too. Someone was asking me about a sewing machine today and I went and looked and they're all gone. All of these things where people were doing things on their own, making Mm -hmm. curtains, making clothes, growing vegetables. Yeah, making bread, right? Now everybody's a homesteader suddenly. So anyway, there's beds. Yeah, many of them 
are just come in kits. You could just lay it right on top of the grass that you have. You might put something down, maybe some cardboard or something like that to suppress the grass that's underneath it. But you don't really even clear a whole space for it. And they don't have to be gigantic. Um, And they don't even have to be low to the ground. The ones that I have from a metal raisedbeds.com are very tall. Um, So you don't have to bend over. Again, it takes a long time to fill them up with dirt. Uh, And if you want to move them, that's a little difficult. But they really do look good. And they're very easy to use. And this year, I've got sort of, I'm planning on vegetables, but I've got a mix of some cutting flowers in there too. So it just looks really pretty. Um, So that's something else you might want to consider adding. And there are so many great resources online for kits that you can put together or if you're handy yourself I mean really it could be some boards and some L brackets and you're off to the races yeah and uh, something else that's fairly simple to do would be to put a, a a water fountain a fountain in your backyard and a lot of people really want a water feature and uh, you know a lot of people put in pools but then they never swim in them so if you kind of <laughs> like the idea of water in your backyard they just pay for the pool guy it, to come yeah uh, if you like the idea of hearing it, but you're not really so interested in being in the water, I mean, yeah, why not about a, uh, have a fountain? And it kind of helps hide noises. Like I said, we're really right in the middle of the city here. So there is, uh, you know, there's there's car noises around. And so that's really a nice thing to kind of drown out some of those noises that you don't want to. It's so soothing to have the water trickling down. It just sounds lovely. Yeah, you could definitely do a fountain. There's all sorts of fountains out there and some of them are even solar now. Um, How about a little shed? Uh, Some of them, if you have enough space, could be large enough where you could actually go in there and maybe you put a little day bed or you put a little desk or something like that. But I just got the tiniest little shed that is so adorable. Um, We are changing our garage over to a gym. So I needed a space for my push mower and just a broom and a couple of simple garden implements and so I got this little shed it's only two by three uh, but it's gray with white trim and it kind of looks like my house it's so cute and we put it on the side by the barbecue it's just adorable Um, loving it and it was like 250 bucks wow yeah it came how tall is it seven feet tall stop it well it must be really tall and skinny it is really tall and skinny so we put it up against the fence and then um, attached L bracket. So, you know, it was a sturdier, but it seemed pretty sturdy on its own, but it being so tall and there being metal things inside of it, I figured, you know, why not do that? Who knows? Right. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the COVID, we could have the big earthquake. Who knows? So I'm ready now. My shed will, (laughs) nothing will fall out of it. Thank goodness. Um, So yeah, that is so cute. But you know, oh, I mean, gosh, if you have the room or even if you don't have a big space and you don't mind most of your art being taken up with this other little, um, what am I calling it? A little shed, a little mm-hmm. getaway, something like that. This right. little edifice that you put in a little garden folly. If you don't, is that your she shed? I guess you could put a little chair in there. Could be. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wedge yourself in there. Probably if I took the push mower, I could get inside of it. But I, I think it would be only if I was hiding from like an axe murder or something. I don't think I would go I in there would be un- to relax. Or he's hiding from you in oh, there. Oh, gosh, Anita. Now, every time I go to get I the know. lawnmower, I'm going to be nervous. <laughs> well, 
if I go to the shed and the lawnmower is next to it, I'll know that there's someone in there. (laughs) There you go. Because they definitely could not fit in there with it. Um, (laughs) What about a fire pit too? That's a nice thing to do. And if you, you know, again, I mean, the, the, you can to go full bore and do the, the fire pit in the ground that's eight feet diameter that's you know large size but there's a lot of these tabletop ones now so there's a lot of things you can do a lot of different sizes or you can just buy one of those that's metal uh that's kind of a fire pit that you can just kind of put on a graveled area that's maybe like you know two three feet wide have you seen those yeah and you just put some wood in it right and turn it on fire yeah Yeah. or or the the gel you know fire or whatever yeah oh definitely i love it they really, I would love to have, sure, in a fantasy world, I would love to have a pool in my yard. A, we don't have the room to have a substantial size pool. That would make sense. It's so expensive. And what you said a few minutes ago, I, I can count the number of times I went in the pool in the last houses that we've had. And now my girls are older. They're not having their friends over to splash around all the time. But, but the only thing I really do miss in our yard is a water element because we do have the outdoor fireplace. So if you can have one of those things, um, I would go for it, whether it's a tabletop mm-hmm fountain or a tabletop fire element or if you can go and have a fireplace put in or something like that it it give it gives your yard the sense of a real additional living space and i actually think the fire element does that a little bit more than a pool does because you know pool is obviously beautiful to look at and and recreational and all that but for you're not going to go you know necessarily sit around the pool in the evening blah blah blah. i mean i guess you could but there's something about the sense of going to sit around the fire it's just Mm. very cozy and inviting and i think it would draw you out of your house uh to enjoy that you know in all during the year if you can like here we're fortunate enough to be able to to use the outside all year round but even if it's cold out you bundle up a little bit and you have your fire on you can't use your pool in november in most places right that's the only time we use our fire pit is in the winter in the summer it's too too hot. hot we would never use it in the summer right um okay speaking of hot my yard is very hot um we have a lot of south facing sun and as i said to you not mature trees there just weren't any and we didn't we've only been here five years we can't grow a giant tree but we can have umbrellas and things like that so i bought this giant umbrella and the stand that i purchased and i knew it when i bought it i was like the stand is just not going to sustain this 13 foot umbrella that tilts and of course it didn't oh. it had like one little bolt on the bottom you're like how is this oh, gonna wow. hold this thing up um so i had this idea to put it in one of the, those trash cans that i have an affinity for that i spray painted and made into planters so i spray painted another one uh i put some cement in the bottom and i took that tube that was not doing anything attached to the base of that i purchased and i stuck that into the cement so i could make a hole for the pole and so it the pole just slides right in i put couple bags of gravel and then I put some dirt and then I put some plants on top of it and so now it's a planter and it look at more than holds up this gigantic umbrella now of course again I will never be able to move this (laughs) so yeah well that's true I had to choose the spot wisely but it was a very inexpensive way to get a very substantial umbrella stand slash holder uh and the umbrella again got it from walmart was very reasonable for that size umbrella it was like 199 dollars 
I have seen the most beautiful market umbrellas lately, some that are striped and they're just decorative, so pretty. I, they've really upped their game. I saw some at uh, World Market, but I think they're all over. I mean, that's not the only place you can get them, but you know, go check them out. They've, there's really much more variety than there used to be. You know, remember when there just was only a few colors and they were all looked exactly the yeah, same? Yeah, no, there's some really cute ones. Okay, so... If you don't have room or you don't have the inclination to be taking care of a lot of shrubbery and perennials and all that, just do some container gardens. My suggestion is do three pots together. Um, Like we say in vignettes, you know, three is that magic number. So you've got a tall one, a medium one, and a small one. Maybe the medium one has a little wider mouth. You could put different plants in it and then fill them up with your thriller, spiller, and filler and each one and it will just be stunning it'll it'll appear to be so much more substantial and really make an impact in your yard rather than just one pot standing by itself oh that's a great idea yeah and I love container gardens yes a cluster but it's so easy to add those containers and then you can kind of move them around if you need to I mean it's just a great way to garden and by the way I've taken all my plants outside right now and they are so happy is it rotation time it's well, I didn't rotate. I just took them all outside. Oh, wow. And they're just so much happier. I mean, my ivy is just going nuts. And but that's the thing. I I can grow things outside, but inside they just don't like it. Yeah. I've never had good luck with plants inside. Now, houseplants are tough. They really are. Uh there's a great podcast just about houseplants called On the Ledge. So <laughs> That's I, a good name. Yeah, I know. Isn't that cute? Um and I, I know a couple of our listeners um, know about that that podcast, but if anybody is interested in houseplants or learning more or learning the tricks of the trade of how to take care of houseplants, that's a really good podcast. And that is all she talks about is houseplants. Wow. Now that's a whole podcast. That's wow. Uh, yeah. Well, there's, I guess there's a lot of varieties and a lot of things. I guess and there is. Here's the thing. Clearly, a lot of people have problems with houseplants, so well, she's yeah. answering a lot of questions. I don't know. But see, that mine would just be short. My podcast would be, you know what, just take them outside. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then I'm kind of done. Take them off the ledge <laughs> and put them on the outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's a very good idea for keeping them healthy and happy. I think, you know, sure, during COVID times, everybody should go outside. I mean, that's why we're doing this whole exactly. episode about this. So why not take your houseplants outside with you? Another great idea for right now, and a good idea that should continue on and will continue on after the sheltered home has ceased, is ordering from Sunbasket. Sunbasket is a wonderful uh, meal delivery service serving up healthy, delicious meals straight to your door. Now, that sounds pretty good anytime, but right now that sounds like almost a must-have, right? Sunbasket has recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. They make it easy and convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce and clean ingredients as in little as 15 minutes. And that's no matter how much experience you already have in the kitchen. Each week, Sun Basket offers a wide range of recipes to choose from, so you can try mouth dishes such as hoisin steak strip lettuce cups with pickle 
pickled daikon and carrots, roasted salmon with miso glazed eggplant, black bean tostadas, diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. All of those sound so good and they are actually on the way to my house right now and I cannot wait. Um, you can order any of the recipes from across their menu, skip a week whenever you need to or even double up on your favorite recipes. It's simple and easy with no oh gotchas. So there's not going to be any um, small fine print that you worry about reading. You can stop, skip, anytime you want. And Sun Basket facilities have the highest level of food and employee safety. They are reinforcing strict adherence to their existing standard operational procedures and increasing sanitation frequency in their distribution centers in order to protect you and your family. And right now, Sun Basket is offering $35 off your order when you go to sunbasket.com slash DTT and enter the promotion code DTT at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash DTT and enter the promo code DTT at checkout for $35 off your And they have a lot of gluten-free options. Yes, Anita's thrilled with that. I am so excited. Yeah. Yes. Another thing you should be excited about and another thing that really speaks to the time we're in, but again, at any time, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp is a sponsor of Decorating Tips and Tricks. BetterHelp wants to be there for you, whatever is interfering with your happiness and your healthy life. If you're mad about what's going on and sheltering at home, or if you've got some anxiety about family matters or pressures, or you're concerned about your work, anything that is interfering with your life and your happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. They can help assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect with that therapist in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You don't need to leave your house and you're going to get professional counseling. You can message your counselor at any time and you're going to get a thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions or any mode of communication that you prefer. And hey, if you don't really jive with the counselor that you are assigned to, you can switch at any time at no cost. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change your counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide and there is a broad range of expertise available, which you may not even be able to get locally. So their licensed professional counselors are specialized in so many different areas, anything from depression to grief, self-esteem, trauma, all types of issues are covered by these therapists. Anything you share is confidential, it's convenient, professional, and you as a Decorating Tips and Tricks listener will receive 10% off your first month. Now, this is BetterHelp. It's H-E-L-P.com. So if you go to BetterHelp.com slash D-T-T, you will receive 10% off the first month. It's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash D-T-T for 10% off your first month. And really, if anybody's struggling with what's going on right now in the world or anything personally with work, Anything that's upsetting you, give it a chance. Why not? And what you could also give a chance is bringing some furniture that may not be considered outdoor furniture outside. Oh, you rebel. I am. 
You know, maybe that thing your aunt gave you that you don't really like, but you wanted to have a table outside and you don't feel like buying a table right side right now. Or maybe something you thrifted or maybe you're cleaning out your garage like I've been doing and you're like, wow, look at all the stuff I have. You know, all my little orphan tables and chairs and things like that. Some of them I'm, I'm parting with them now. But if I maybe needed a setup outside, like a little table and chair or something, maybe I would pull them out on the grass. And use them for a season. Use them for two seasons, however long they last, and not worry about it. Because if you were going to give it to Goodwill or if it's something that was given to you and you don't really like, what's the difference? You know, maybe throw a tablecloth on it and call it a day. So we've had mixed results with that. Mm-hmm. I have had a few pieces that uh, were not real wood and they um, kind of fell apart. But you know what? There you go. I wasn't, but you know, I didn't. Put anything out that uh, I was really dear to me. Right. I just thought, Ugh, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And some things worked and some things didn't. So, you know, just be mindful of that. If it's made of particle board, it's probably not going to do well. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, you know, I'm thinking more of these little things that you might pick up at a yard sale or at a thrift store or something where it's, you know, it's a real nice wooden table, but, you know, it's all banged up. And so you don't care. Maybe that's going to be your potting bench or something like that. And maybe it's going to last you a couple of years. I had one that I'm just letting go. The the last leg is like sort of dangling off it, but I loved it and it served a great purpose for me in two houses now, but it's time for it to move on. But, you know, that's a great way to really get a really charming setup in your yard for a song if you can repurpose mm. some furniture like that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the other thing you can do, I don't know if you mentioned this, but like a pathway yeah. with some pavers or pea gravel. Did you mention that? Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking that you did, but I love that idea, especially if you've got the little walk, uh, little area between the house and the fence, and it's not going to grow grass. I think that's such a great thing to do, especially there. Yeah, because it makes it look tidy, and so like that you gave some care to that area, but you don't have to maintain it, and that's a really nice thing. Yes, right. Or you could even do the gravel with the pavers on top, but it's just something that uh, you know, if it's just dirt there, the water's going to come off the top of your house, and it's just going to end up being really just kind of a mess otherwise. Yeah, getting back to the, you know, maybe a season, maybe two, I kind of feel that way about outdoor pillows too. I have invested in the past in sunbrella pillows and I think maybe not all sunbrella is created equal. Maybe there's a higher (laughs) performing sunbrella because I am very reticent to spend a lot of money on outdoor pillows because, you know, they're outdoor pillows. Not only the sun, they're going to get I'm not going to be a slave to my pillows. I used to take them in all the time. I used to have uh, like one of these special bags that I would put them in. I thought, this is so dumb. Like, like, oh my gosh, is it going to rain? I better go and move my pillows. I don't do that anymore. They're outdoor Mm. pillows and they will be outdoor pillows and they'll last as long as they last. I feel very free saying that. And I just, you know, (laughs) I changed my life when I just decided to go that way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. Well, and I I don't know. They just the thing is, even sunbrella. The I've had little mice chew on my sunbrella pillows, and other damage happened. So, you know, you just kind of have to say, you know what? They're just going to be replaced. You know, they're just not going to last forever. Yeah. So I think you just kind of have to take that attitude. Yeah, and even like I'll just buy if I see a very inexpensive pillow that I really like or pillow cover. You know, and maybe it's 10 bucks. So I'll buy it. And I'm not going to be sad at the end of the season when it's all faded and cruddy looking and it's time to go. You know, I don't like to throw things away just to throw them away. But, you know, if you buy a $60 
outdoor pillow, it's probably not going to look much better. No, 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 exactly. I'm not spending a lot of money on those pillows that are going to be staying outside. Absolutely. Just too many things can happen to them. You know, I was thinking about something too easy that you can do that's really enjoyable is uh, some bird boxes and some bird feeders. And you know, our bird boxes that you helped me and you helped me put the bird feed out. Don't, please um, don't say what it was. No, no, no. I'm not going to say what it was, but you know what? <laughs> we opened up the boxes and we have some baby bluebirds <gasps> oh. right now. We were so excited. We took some pictures of oh, them. There, that we kind of opened the box and just kind of took some pictures. We were so, and then carefully closed it back. Didn't touch anything. So, Oh, how cute. Yeah, so we're very excited about that. Now, why are the bluebirds so special there? Are you, because you do this on purpose, right? Like you purposely are feeding the bluebirds. Right. Well, we have a wildlife exemption mm-hmm. on our property, which means we don't, you know, we do have a, a reduction in our taxes that we have to pay because we take care of the the bluebirds. So in our exemption, we specifically uh, targeted the bluebirds because they're songbirds and they're native to the area. So that's why that's why we take care of the bluebirds. But they're pretty. They're unusual. Uh, you don't so see nice. them everywhere. And they're so, uh, they have such a limited diet. I think they have a hard time, you know, they kind of need a little extra food. She's going to say you know, what they eat. Is. She's going to say Yeah, it. yeah. Gonna no, say no, it. but I, well, but they don't eat seed. <laughs> they have to eat something, a little animal, you know, a little, a little thing on the ground. <laughs> uh, if you need so to know what they, it is, just email Anita. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't eat seed. So, right. I mean, they're a little, you know, they're, they're, they're like they're, you. They are, they're kind of gluten-free. They're delicate. Yeah. <laughs> they need, they need a special, special diet. diet. They're gluten free. Yeah. What can yeah. I say? Yeah, they're seed. They're seed free. Seed free. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> anyway, so that that's the deal. So because when you're going to uh, take care of uh, a specific a species, a specific animal for a wildlife exemption in Texas, you you really need to choose a specific animal, and then you have to research them and find out. Like for the bluebirds, we had to check out and find out what kind of bird boxes oh, do they so like, what kind of feed okay. do they like, where, and then even like where we put them on the property was very specific to where they like to nest. Wow. Getting back to the furnishings, if you will, an inexpensive old timey picnic table. Okay. And you might say, oh, wah, wah, you know, that's kind of cliche. I don't like the redwood. I don't want it in that pine. Spray paint it matte black and you're going to have an instantly chic outdoor dining table. Of course, Very maybe don't sit on it if it was in the blazing sun because it might be a little hot. <laughs> uh, well, and yeah, well. But yeah, would you don't that want look great? Paint. I think it would Well, it fabulous. would, except I would be worried about that paint coming off on my clothes too. Oh, well, sit on your white pants. I guess you can mm. polyurethane it after. I don't know. Just do be a careful test. With that. Do a test. Don't sit down in your white linen pants. How about a cute little bar cart out there? A metal bar cart. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, something that's going to hold up in the uh, weather, but I think that's a lovely idea. And then you're also going to have to be concerned if you've got pea gravel, is that going to roll on that or is it going to be a flat surface? It's going. But I love the idea of it, of course. You need a place to put your drinks and everything so you can hang out there. Yeah. And you can even use it for potted plants or things like that, too. It doesn't have to be for an actual bar. So just treat your outdoor space uh, like a living room, in a sense, and create these destinations. Create these air quote rooms if you can. Add an arch. Bring it up. You know, change uh, the, the visual from just being a flat space 
and make it interesting. And I think you're going to enjoy it. I think that we've given a lot of great ideas today. If anybody has some other thoughts, feel free to email us and let us know your ideas or things that you've been doing in your yard. We'd love to hear it. Um, and what's our hot topic today, Anita? Well, it's the the uh, news is that Neiman Marcus is going into bankruptcy. So I have a link on an article about that. Uh, but it's, it's just kind of a sad uh, thing for me. Now, it doesn't mean they're going away. You know, there are some restructuring bankruptcy. So I don't know what they're doing, if they're going to stay. They're probably, or I actually, I think I remember reading that they're looking for a buyer now that I say that, because I read this article quite a while ago. Uh, but I just kind of, uh, it's sad to see so many retailers struggling. You know, things were, were difficult before the COVID, but now with the pandemic and people not shopping as much, it's it's been really tough for retailers, small businesses, but even these large businesses. And I feel for the large businesses too, because they employ so many people and they have investors. And so it's a lot of, you know, people like you and me that are impacted, even though you think of it as just being a big store. So, uh, you know, but it's just such a fixture and they're just such an interesting company and have so many interesting products. Remember, they used to have those, and I don't know if they still do at Christmas, they would have an over-the-top, ridiculously crazy product. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very sad. I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall for these bigger stores, but mm-hmm. I kind of hoped that the the more top shelf, if you will, the Neiman's. Luxury. And they also own Bergdorf. And so the Bergdorf yes. stores in New York may be gone as well. And, you know, we just lost um, Bendel's too. And so that was sad. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not great news, certainly. But, you know, it's very indicative of the way people have changed their shopping habits. Uh, you know, we were shopping online so much beforehand and, and I think shop small also has really impacted, uh, people and they have a conscious thought to maybe go local or go Etsy or, you know, even if it's an online purveyor of things, it's a smaller shop. People are, I think, concerned about that sort of thing. And the bigger stores, I mean, you know, Macy's, we just heard about too, you know, not too long ago. So mm-hmm. they're in bad shape. JCPenney's was also mentioned in this article, a few other of the bigger stores. You know, it, I think the whole way we shop, COVID or not, was going to change. It was just going to take yes. a longer time. And just think about going to a mall now. Uh, would that be one of the last places you'd want to go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there was always the two anchor stores. You know, I remember growing up the mall my mom and I used to go to. It was Bloomingdale's at one end and JCPenney at the other. You know, and the, the uh. mall here is Nordstrom at the uh, one end. And I think it's, again, JCPenney at the other. You know, you always had those anchor stores and then the smaller stores in between. It's just a lot of square footage. You got to sell a lot of merchandise, right? Okay, do you have a crush for us? Well, I do. So this is my favorite thing uh, this week, and I'm so excited. It is called, it's a book. It's called Gluten-Free Artisan Bread in Five Minutes a Day, The Baking Revolution Continues. Uh, this Not is, in my uh, house. You know, I, <laughs> no, I, well, I know, but here's the thing. Remember, we were doing the sourdough, but yeah. then I finally came, and it didn't go so well. And then, but I figured my problem was I'm doing gluten-free bread, which is very different from regular bread. You don't need it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just completely different dough. And so this book, I felt like I needed it because it really tells you how it's different and what you need to do differently. And it's really been a learning experience for me. And 
So this kind of combined with some other things I've learned, but this, the book has actually pretty much, I think everything you need. Uh, but also like, for example, if you're doing gluten-free, sometimes it doesn't brown properly. But if you look at the cover of the book and we'll include a link to it, you'll see it's got like crusty, like uh, crusty baguettes and bulls and it's really done. Uh, my The bread I made today was really good. But the, the trick to this one, what they suggest that you do, and you could do this with just regular bread that you're making. What they're suggesting is that you make um, basically enough to fill. It's basically enough about five liters of bread dough once a week. So it doesn't take that much time to mix it up. But then you let it rise once and then you put it in your refrigerator. And then you just pull out baby basically like a you know a, a grapefruit size amount every day and then just let it rise for an hour and then pop it in the oven and then that's all you do every day and because a lot of that dough's been sitting in there for several days it does develop a sourdough flavor and i actually had the large sourdough kind of holes in there today even though it's gluten free bread which makes it more difficult to work with so i'm very excited with this because the again it, the, the idea is you just make it once a week and then really the time so really, it just took me like this morning. I mean, I just let it, I just set it out for you know, like an hour, but I'm doing other things while it's sitting out. And then I popped it in the oven for 30 minutes. And then we have fresh bread every day. Fantastic. Mine is the, a CBD relief balm that I have been using on my foot because I started running again uh, during the COVID because I can't go to my gym. So I'm trying to get in some good cardio. And I don't know what I did to my foot, but it started to hurt and it's a little inflamed on top of my toe. Um, And my friend, Jill, makes this CBD relief balm. Oh, wow. And my friend Jill is one of the most amazing people uh, or maybe the most amazing people, uh, people, people, person that I know. Uh, oh, wow. Jill has been surviving with um, inoperable pancreatic cancer for seven plus years and living an amazingly rich life uh, with her son. And by trade and profession, she is a jewelry designer and we have been friends since we were 16 years old. And she got this terrible diagnosis and it changed her life in a lot of bad ways, but in a lot of good ways. And now she's helping so many other people. And one of the ways that she's helping people is she developed this whole line of CBD products and her company is called NYC Botanics. And I can put a link to there. And I honestly never experienced her products. I you know, encourage her in, in all ways and we keep in touch uh, all the time and talking and whatnot, but I never tried it. I mentioned that my foot was hurting and she's like, I'm sending you this. Oh my goodness, you guys. It is amazing. And she's helping so many people with it. It's no surprise that it worked on my foot too, but it's something uh, that will help you with joint and muscle pain, inflammation, any and just easing tension in general. It's a CBD-rich oil uh, with select anti-inflammatory pain-relieving herbs and essential oils. And it comes in this little jar. And when I rub it on my foot, my foot feels so much better and I can go running the next day. So... Um, you know, big thumbs up to NYC Botanics and all of their products, but particularly their relief bomb that I am enjoying so much right now. And it's enabling me to get out and exercise and feel much better right now with what we're all going through. And um, my friend Jill, honestly, she is a miracle. And Aww. yeah, 
It's amazing. So um, I could put a link so you can get to know her a little bit too, but so great. If anybody's having, uh, she helps people that have arthritic pain, all any kind of joint or inflammation pain, this really, really does do the trick. Um, so our question today is from Kia S. Kia is a 22-year-old darling gal who just got her, she called it her big girl job, her first big girl job. Oh, wow. And she has a house and it's filled with a lot of hand-me-downs, but it's pretty fully furnished. Um, she's not loving a lot of the hand-me-downs that she's got, but you're happy to have them and using them. Um, she's working to develop her own style and she's asking us, um, about some things that we might suggest that she invest in. In particular, she's uh, looking to replace a sofa. She's wondering what we feel about sectionals. Um, she gave us a little info about her life as she sees it in the next five or so years. She said she's probably going to be moving several times again. So she's not in her forever home. Of course, she's so young. Uh, but she's in a place where she really wants to set up a beautiful house. So do we have some thoughts, Anita? Well, about whether or not to get a sectional. Sure, you can dive in on any of those things. Okay. Well, hi, Kia. We're so glad that you listened to the podcast. And um, my thoughts on, I uh, think a sectional would be fantastic with this caveat. And that is that uh, depending on how it works, I mean, if it's large and you're going to be moving a lot, then it may not work in all rooms that you're moving to. And so I don't know if it's going to come apart, if maybe you just might end up using part of it. I don't know. So that's kind of a concern, whereas a regular size sofa is usually going to work in just about any apartment or house that you move into. So I guess that's kind of my only concern about the sectional. But certainly they're very cozy and just very nice as a gathering uh, place to sit. So I don't know. Uh, And then if you're kind of in a budget, I would check out the sofas and things over at uh, Ikea because they've got some great uh, prices. I mean, the prices are fantastic. So, uh, you know, that's certainly a place that you can look. Just make sure it's comfortable. Be sure and sit on it because some of those are and some of them aren't. Uh, And so anyway, that's my thought on the sectional. How about you, Kelly? Yeah, I agree with the sectional. It sounds like a great idea, but if you anticipate moving again, you know, I just picture you know, trying to get that thing through the door. And, and then sometimes you can use part of it and then one side has an arm and the other side doesn't have an arm. So if you really wanted to <laughs> yeah. get a sofa now, I would choose a more traditional sofa that is not, it doesn't have to be traditional in style, but I, I'm saying traditional in shape that it's just one linear piece and not a modular set. That that would be my thought for now. I think that you're going to be able to use that in, uh, in a lot more situations and a lot of different places, then you might be able to use a sectional, as Anita mentioned. Uh, With regard to the hand-me-downs, well, you know, we have talked about this in the past, and we have encouraged everyone not to feel obligated to keep things that they don't really like. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you're trying to make it work because so-and-so gave it to you. In your case, you may have ended up getting those things because somebody thought, oh, she needs a table. Well, here, now, here's your table, honey, or you need this. And, you know, with all good intention, but maybe it's just not something that you wanted. Well, I would take a hard look at all those things, Kia, because, you know, if, particularly if you're moving again, you know, you don't want to be dragging around a lot of things that you don't like. you got to pay to move things and whatnot. Um, if there's stuff that you really, really know you're not going to like, I would just donate them. And things that are 
you know, there are furniture that might have good bones or you could see maybe, oh, you know, if I had an apartment with an extra room that I could make an office, maybe I could use this piece or whatnot. If you think it might have some use, even if not right now, maybe next time, then I would keep it if it's a if it's a good piece, you know, if it's an, an older piece and it's made of good wood or something like that then keep it. And if there's some things that you like, but you don't really love, but you think you might really love them if you change the color or just a different treatment on them, then upcycle some of them. So, but don't feel obligated to keep everything that you were given um, because you want to be able to live your own life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I People will understand. And if they don't, then they'll Just they'll don't get invite over them it. over and they won't see that you, you don't have it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's right. But yeah, don't don't feel like you have to because that's just um that's just too tough because you just it's hard to that's really expecting a lot for someone to give you something big for your house. I mean like a chair or something or a sofa or a bed or whatever and you don't really like it then no, I would just say it didn't work in the room. Yeah. And and move on and smile and thank them so much and just tell them that somebody who really needed it is really enjoying it. Exactly. Now. And on the flip side of that, if it's if it's not like a completely abhorrent to you and it's fine and you need a sofa or a chair or a bed or whatever, then just keep it for now. And, you know, that's fantastic. And just know that that's just not going to be your forever piece. And it also gives you, buys you time. You know, it, no one wants to be under the gun. Like, oh, I need to have a bed to sleep in. So I have to go buy a bed and my budget right now is X, but now you've got this great new job, maybe in a few months, your budget's going to be X, X, Y, Z, you know, you're going to have more money to spend. So if it's working for you now, and then it'll give you time to look around, make yourself a Pinterest board. Well, yeah, and you might be able to paint it if it's a piece of uh, you know, wood furniture, or maybe if it's a chair you don't like or whatever, just throw a slip, you know, throw a drop cloth over it or something. And put it out in your in. yard and make a yard. Uh, <laughs> when they see their furniture out in the exactly. out in the yard being rained on, they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, this was so fun. It was fun. I'm going to go sit in my yard now. Well, I really want to go out and do some work now. But yeah, but we need to chat about that. But seriously, though, if you want to take some pictures of your yard, I'll give you some yes! ideas. I will. And if anybody is interested in any sort of consult inside or out, we are here and available. We had someone just inquiring this morning about that. So yes, we are. Some are uh, one of our longtime listeners asked, "Are we still doing consults?" Yes, we are. We love doing those. Yes, we do. And thank you so much for hanging out with us. Remember. Even during tough times, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. We are so excited because this is the year of an even closer connection with you. Sign up for our insider emails at decoratingtipsandtricks.com to get the details on how to join Team DTT. Yep. Team DTT, everything you love about decorating tips and tricks and so much more. More tips, more advice, more inspiration, more laughs, more us, and most importantly, more you. So add your email to our DTT insider list at decoratingtipsandtricks.com. You'll get the details via email. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Mm -hmm.